Serious. Teachers, what made you realize a student of yours was being abused or neglected at home? Nothing subtle at all. We had a little boy seven years old who showed up in the same clothes, was never bathed, and had no idea what to do with a toothbrush. He was always hungry and would sneak food home. It became routine every day to help him get a shower in the special needs room, clean clothes, and wash the ones he came to school in. We bought him new shoes and he was so proud of them he wouldn't wear them outside or take them home. It was heartbreaking that the little fellow was so moved by a clean pair of sneakers. Story was, if he took anything home worth five bucks, his druggy mom and daddy of the month would sell it. You would think the home situation would have ended quickly. It took a little under two years to get him out and in the care of his grandfather. I gave my students an assignment to write about, I feel blank because blank. One student gave me, I feel sad because my mother hits me, and a drawing of legs with welts from a stick. I brought it up to my co-teacher, but this was in Korea, and there are many reasons why it wasn't followed up on. Seven-year-old kid would turn up 30 to 60 minutes late every day, usually looking pale, tired, and hungry. This was because he was getting himself up and to school. I would make it his job to take the numbers notes to the kitchen every morning, where the cook understood she should rustle up some breakfast for him. His parents didn't feed him anything other than chocolate and crisps. Usually his only hot meal was the free lunch he got at school. It's good to hear that you were at least able to get him some breakfast and hopefully with some effort into a better home situation. These stories are breaking my heart, but at least I'm hearing about teachers helping. I'm a foreign English teacher working in South Korea. I taught a little girl from the time she was in third grade to sixth grade. From the very beginning, it was obvious that she was malnourished and unloved at home. She was half the size of the other kids, always very dirty, constantly starving, and absolutely desperate for love. The Korean teachers all brushed it off that her dad was out of the picture, her mom was poor, and that her mom was also battling cancer. But to me, what made it obvious was that her two older sisters were well cared for and happy, but they wouldn't so much as look at their younger sister despite both being really sweet girls. They were definitely brainwashed against her. I would say it was apparent things were out of control when the little girl's hair started falling out in clumps, and the hair that didn't fall out turned white at the roots. This is a ten-year-old I'm talking about. I did eventually go against my school's explicit instruction and report it, but Korea has a terrible system for child abuse, and she's still living in that home. I think about her every day. <sighs> At least you tried to do something. It might not seem like much, but the more things like that are brought up, the better the chance of it being changed in the future, hopefully. When the student told me he and his brothers, grade 12 and 8, walked five miles home because their dad refused to pick them up. Edit. This was just when I realized it. There were some other signs of neglect both before and after. When, at parent-teacher conferences, a mother said that her daughter was stupid, fat, and lazy and would never amount to anything in life. Her daughter was right there. Her daughter also had to translate a couple times for mom. He was playing with dominoes and they fell before he was finished setting up his imagined course. He started cursing, Kevin, you effing piece of crap, you are such a loser, what the eff is wrong with you, stupid? Kevin was six years old. They're not always that easy to spot. When they are very much withdrawn from everyone and everything. They don't have high self-esteem and they usually walk with their heads down. It's sad because from what I have seen, they fall into either two categories, the loners or the kids who are picked on because they aren't as fast as everyone else with learning, schoolwork, etc. Also, if they flinch at sudden movements, act out for no reason, or have visible marks slash bruises and remain quiet for a long time when you ask them about it or change their story of how it happened. 
These are all the signs that I have seen from my three years of teaching at a Title I school from the kids who we found out were being abused. It's so depressing sometimes being a teacher. I had a kid start acting kind of weird one day. He kept trying to show me he was upset, angry, or sad, but it seemed really put on, almost like he was acting and looking for me to notice. Finally, I asked him if he needed to talk to me. He told me his dad had beat him up the night before, so basically he was dropping behavior hints and wanted me to ask. Kids often don't come right out and tell you that they need help. They give you hints and want you to initiate the conversations. P.S. After being reported, nothing happened. No one ever investigated. I feel like he will always wonder why I didn't help him. I did everything in my power, but the next steps were not taken by social services. Throw away because I really don't feel like dealing with any consequences that may possibly come from linking this to my main account. I taught history and social studies classes at a middle school for about 20 years. I retired two years ago. This is a story from my last year, 13 to 14. In my 8th grade geography class, there was a little blonde boy we'll call Jack, not his real name. Jack wasn't a problem student, but he was often too quiet and failed to participate in class. He stood out as one of those loner types, but I felt there was something different about him. He'd come in with black eyes, cigarette burns up and down his arms, bruises, and open sores. A lot of children were accident-prone, but the cigarette burns gave it away as obvious abuse. Eventually, I decided to report it, but I wanted to see if he'd tell me anything first. I pulled him aside after class one morning and straight up asked why he was always covered in injuries, and told him that if anyone was hurting him, it was safe to tell. He was being molested by his alcoholic single father and would get a hot cigarette pressed into his arm every time he made noise during it. The guy also liked to beat the crap out of him constantly for no reason other than that he was a sick F. I reported it, he disappeared from class a few days after, and I never saw him or found out anything. That is heartbreaking, and hopefully you not seeing him meant he was moved to a safer home. But also, I hope that father got life in prison or worse. I have no sympathy for monsters like that. When my favorite student, who was four at the time, refused to participate in group activity, even though he was clearly excited by the activities and would have enjoyed them. When pressed, he said it was because, I'm bad, I'm bad at everything, I'll ruin it for my friends, I always ruin everything. We had to really press to get him to tell us his mom slash dad had said that about him. I was 16 and a student teacher. We weren't supposed to give the kids any more than a quick hug, but I just held on to him while he sniffled and tried not to cry. Broke my damn heart. I reported it to the teacher in charge, she was also my program mentor, and she, in turn, reported it to CPS. A couple months later, I noticed a huge change in his behavior. I asked the teacher about it, and she confided in me that the kiddo had been placed with his grandparents over concerns of verbal abuse and neglect. As a mom, I look back on that experience and still cry. That little boy was a bright, cheerful, silly, wonderful little kid. And his parents tried to destroy that. I can't imagine feeling so crappy about yourself that you would need to destroy the well-being of a four-year-old. First up, I live and work in China. This is culturally acceptable, and there's nothing I can do about it. Now, how did I know? When I talked to the parents about the fact that their son rarely did his homework and often copied from a friend when he did, even after many warnings. The next day, he came to class with a black eye and refused to look at me, or really, just up from his desk in general. Didn't take a rocket scientist. Please like and subscribe if you've made it this far. I hope you'll enjoy the rest of the video and have a wonderful day. There are numerous signs, depending on the grade of the child as well as other factors, including gender, of course. 
In middle school, it can be difficult to ascertain as this is trying time for children anyway, but one needs to always keep an eye out for marks, bruises, welds, etc. I had a female student come to class with her entire left side of her face swollen where her mom struck her with a frying pan. Also at this age, you need to watch the girls as they sometimes become intimately active, and not with their peers, but with men, not boys. Caught a note from a 13-year-old about 20 years ago listing the grown men she had slept with. She was pregnant as well. Also, abuse can come from neglect as well. Saw a lot of students that would sleep a lot because they were unattended and would stay up all night. Had one that was allowed to watch adult entertainment and had all kinds of deviant issues and acted out towards the girls. Usually in high school, they become withdrawn, sullen, and exhibit new mannerisms, but you also have to be careful, as this is also a sign of drug abuse, which can be correlated, but not always. But cleanliness at this age is a marker. Had several boys referred to social services because, quite frankly, they reeked. Ends up, they were being abused, locked up in their rooms, not allowed out, etc., and not allowed to clean up after themselves. Personal hygiene is a big red flag at this age, as kids want to impress others usually part of the dating game. Had some obvious examples, though. One had a mom blatantly admit she broke a guitar over her son's head in a fight the night before, just casually telling me this like it was a normal occurrence. Had a girl with a black eye as well. These are pretty obvious. But I also need to address that abuse is not always from parents. One of my middle school kids was arrested because he aired his elementary-aged sister in the shower at knife point. Nice, huh? On a good note, it's not always abuse. We had a high school student who was dirty a lot. After following up, we realized he was homeless and living in his car, but he wanted to finish school and only had three months before he graduated. We allowed him to come into school early before the students to take showers. This way, his predicament wasn't known. He was also allowed to use the washing machines from the sports teams and got him through. That was a proud day. Honestly, this really makes me think back to kids I knew in high school that were kind of outcasts, and it is making me realize that they may have been that way because of abuse. Hey folks, if you see someone struggling like this, maybe check in with them or something? Parent conferences. Kid who has low self-esteem and has made vague mention that she is her mom's least favorite child. We spent the while conference talking about how great this kid is while the mom shot down every positive thing we said. Example, us. Kid has an amazing attitude when she struggles. She never gives up. Parent, are you sure? She's just a lazy little bee at home. She also asked if there was anything the kid had done wrong so we could punish her. And mentioned that she'd understand if we dislike her kid because the only thing the kid is good for is babysitting younger siblings. When the parent left, we sat there in silence for a few minutes, stunned. We spent the rest of the year trying to build this kid up. I contacted a child services contact who basically said emotional abuse is nearly impossible to establish. You're trying to recognize things. I used to work in an elementary school in the Bronx, and there was one thing that surprised me. When a child refuses to sit down, it's a big sign of S abuse. Another sign of abuse is sudden aggression or any sort of extreme mood change. A lot of kids just need someone to ask them if they're okay, and then they'll share something, enough to follow with a social worker or social services. Neglect is a little easier to spot because students come in the same clothes forever, dirty, smelly, or starving. I've been involved with CPS three times working with thousands of kids. Many of my jobs had training to recognize signs of abuse. The first was when I was working for a children's theater. The child came straight from school, and her mother was consistently incredibly later picking her up. 
They were wealthy, but her clothes were dirty and her hair was always extremely matted. She was terrified of changing in front of people to get into costumes and would scream if you touched her without warning, like tapping her shoulder. The second was when I was working with nonverbal boys with autism. My boss and I were helping one of them go to the bathroom and there were bruises everywhere. This is pretty common with this population. The third was my camper at sleepaway camp. She was severely underweight and very convinced she was allergic to every food. She constantly had nightmares about her mother trying to kill her. Eventually, she started talking about how her mother would lock her in her room or would start to talk about her mother's controlling behaviors and then would stop herself and say, my mother will know if I talk about that. I called CPS, even though the camp actively discouraged me and even threatened my job. Her other parent eventually got custody. Yo, screw that camp for discouraging you. Absolutely, how dare they? Folks, if you suspect something like that, you report it. If your job tells you not to, F that job. The biggest red flag to me is something called reduced effect, where a student shows no emotions, either positive or negative. If a child is screaming, crying, lashing out, etc., you easily notice this. When the child is just flat emotionally, it's easy to think nothing is wrong. It turns out this is a very bad sign. If the child just seems disengaged from life, don't wait. They could be having severe problems. Please leave your story in the comments. I would love to make a video on them in the future. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe.